No pressure, though. No pressure. Want to try it? Not at all, Brother David. <laughs> I don't really know the song. Oh, okay. Let's do it. Let's not. I don't know that way. Let's go a little lower than that. No. The sun is sinking fast. My race is nearly run. My strongest trials now are past. My triumph is begun. Oh. Truth Fellowship. Uh, welcome to everyone who's watching and listening through live stream. And uh, there are things I could be very discouraged about and that would uh, keep me from being here, but I'm 
glad to be here among the brethren. Yes. And I have a lesson that I really want to teach. Yes. Amen. And uh, I'd like to start with prayer before I uh, before I teach the lesson. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for letting us all be here together tonight. Mm-hmm. And Lord, I pray that I'll be faithful in teaching the truth. Lord, I'm just eager to tell people about how you've saved people from sin, yes. from the power and yes. dominion of sin. Amen. And that's all made possible because yes. of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. So I pray that you'll give me the right words to say. Yes. And I pray that we'll have a good discussion that will fill up any gaps that I might have. And I'm asking for power of the Holy Spirit to, to teach the oracles of God. Yes. And I pray that you will get all the glory. In the name of Jesus, our Lord, amen. 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 Our dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we come before you. We ask that you would look upon Brother David's heart. Yes. And that you would look upon his faith. Yeah. Lord, we're thankful for it. We're mm-hmm. thankful he's an encouragement to everybody here. Yes. I pray that you would be among us today in a... In a powerful way that you would extend your right arm to strengthen and to encourage us that the holy spirit would give us utterance and that this would be a profitable time we pray that any distractions would be shut out Mm -hmm. that we would only make for to speak for things that make for edification and comfort Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. lord we're thankful for for this time that we have together in jesus name we pray amen a good thought is to talk only about what you know. And I became quite an expert on sin, so I could talk about that part of it. And I can also tell you the truth that Jesus Christ has the power to break the power of sin, to take away sin, forgive it. And that's what I'd like to talk about that, because I know that also. And the title of the lesson is The New Covenant in Regards to Sin. And uh, so... The question mm-hmm. might come about is, how did sin yeah. get here? Mm-hmm. And uh, in the Bible, it does about how sin entered the world. Yeah. And I believe it's true. Mm-hmm. There are many people who say this is just a myth. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you, if Genesis chapter 1 through 11 is just a myth, yeah. then I might as well hang this up and yeah. 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 go do yeah. something else. And my, uh, I believe this is all God's word. Amen. Yes, amen. And there are many people who have who have come to the opinion, I believe wrongfully, that Genesis is just legends, and people came, they wrote stuff down, that, and they uh, had a bunch of people edit it until they came up with the Bible, and the church brought us the Bible. No, the the Bible is the word from God. Amen. He delivered to his prophets. Right. And in Genesis chapter 2, there's the promise, uh, the, the commandment that God gave to Adam. Genesis 2, 16 and 17. The Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden thou mayest freely eat, mm-hmm. but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil thou shalt not eat of it. For in the day that thou eatest thereof, thou shalt surely die. Surely die. Well, that's the commandment. And in Genesis 3, it tells the story of how that, uh, Adam broke that commandment of God. Yes. And there, there was a deception. The 
serpent was in the garden, the seed Eve. In Genesis 3, verse 6, this is how sin entered the world. When the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree to be desired to make one wise, she took of the fruit thereof, and did eat, and also gave, to, gave also to her husband with her, and he did eat. It says eyes of both of them were opened. Well, they were, it was open to sin. That's right. Yes. Just a sidebar here. If, if we did not have this account, if this account, which is true, were not true, you have no basis for death, yeah. for good, for evil, for... You cannot explain. You, you cannot explain anything. No. This is the only, um, the only record of beginnings that has any credibility to it because we see the evidence of it today. I mean, the things that are introduced here are present with us. But then all of the other things that people conjure up. See, do you say that an animal sins? <laughs> Does one animal no. sin against another animal? No. 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 Why? It's because we're we're not animals. We're made in the image of God. See, if evolution were true and we were just the highest form of animal evolution, then there would be no such thing as sin for us. There would be no need for a God of any kind. We would we ourselves, just by merit of being the highest form, would be God. Well, that would be a sorry circumstance. Yeah. But I'm just saying, nothing makes sense without this account. That is true. Yeah, right. yeah, that is true. It's a, it's on the hills of Sister June's testimony, there the um, you know the how why is why is this so important to you? Because you have faith. Mm -hmm. Without faith, this account, well, it just falls to the ground. All the excuses in the world. Anytime you talk to someone and you bring up a scripture and they they like chuckle, and they're like, "Yeah, you know that's and that, you know that ancient those ancient writings." Like they have no relevance in today. But that's because they don't have faith. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. It will bring these evidence that you need to believe this. Without it, without faith, this even though the book is true and everything in it is true. It, it, you won't find relevance of it in your life. It won't be true. I mean, like I said, it is true. It's just it won't be true to you. You right. won't be able to live by it, not without faith. Yeah, it's, it's irrelevant in the face of overwhelming evidence. Mm. Yes, yes. I, they exactly refuse right. to yeah. see. Yeah. They're willingly ignorant. That's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so I stake my life on the fact that every word in this Bible is true from God. Amen. And it describes yes. actual conditions. Mm -hmm. And it describes how sin entered by Adam. Yes. In Romans chapter 5, it talks about this. Mm -hmm. It says, uh, Romans chapter 5, verse 12, Wherefore, as by one man, sin entered into the world, mm -hmm. and death by sin, yes. and so death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned. That's a a lot of stuff in that verse. Yeah. The uh, the fall, which is uh, what is, you could call that a technical term to describing what happened when Adam sinned. Mm -hmm. It ended up with every person 
being corrupted in their nature. And uh, this is a simple nature. We call it the natural man or the old man or things like that. And there's... Uh, because of sin, there's death, physical mm -hmm. death. Everyone is going to die. You, you never met a certain person who didn't ever die. Mm -hmm. now, there's been a couple in the recorded in the Bible, but I didn't see it happen. Right. So, uh, but then the, the physical component of death brought by sin. Mm -hmm. But the the uh, second part of this death is spiritual death. Notice that it said in Genesis that in the day that you eat it, that yeah. very day that you eat it, you will die. Yes. And you notice yeah. that Adam lived for another 930 years, That's right. about. Yeah. And so he did physically die, but that very instant he was dead That's spiritually. Right. Yeah. Amen. And it's described in uh, Ephesians and Colossians. It has some things to say about that. In Colossians chapter 2, it says we were dead yes. in trespasses and sins. Yeah. Colossians... Uh, 2.13 says, we are dead in your sins. That mm -hmm. was talking about me. Yeah. I can testify that this is how I was. Yeah. Amen. Romans 6.23 says, for the wages of sin is death, mm -hmm. but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. I praise God that Jesus did come to, to counteract mm -hmm. sin and death. Yes. Okay, and now it's talking about those that um, did not sin after the similitude of Adam. God didn't give another commandment for quite a long time. Uh, the commandments came through Moses. But re death reigned from Adam to Moses. So sin is much bigger than transgression of a law. Sin is, as you pointed out, a, a natural, it's the death of the, the being that they're relegated to what is natural and that spiritually they're cut off from God. I believe what you said is true, but it's not something I've really studied and thought about much, so I... Uh, well, the scriptures I will, say... That I know, I better say that, but yeah. it's yeah. not something I've really I'm sorry, studied I out of thought. That's, that's okay. To, I'm glad you're uh, adding to this. Brother Marty? I, I think it has even larger implications. We, I mean, we probably know this, but it's good uh -huh. to say it. It wasn't just death of man. It was death of the, everything the in, in the world. Yeah. Yes. Right. Everything that was under his domain. Everything that, yeah. that he created. Was, yeah. Well, was it defiled. says the creation groaneth yeah. that, they, that they were subjected, uh, yeah. not willingly. Yeah. 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 Amen. So the, the spiritual death is yeah. also a result of sin, Adam's sin, yeah. and it uh, transferred... Now, the guilt of Adam's sin didn't transfer to everyone. The Bible is clear that it says that a person shall not die for the sins of their fathers. Mm -hmm. We die for the sin, our own sin. And, of course, every one of us has sinned. But the spiritual death is that we are dead to God, but alive to sin. And we are alienated from God, separated from God, and now our nature is completely different from the way God made it. We're incompatible with God opposed to God and hostile to God. That's quite a description of every single person you meet. Yeah. And hopefully no one listening is in that condition, but if you are, that yeah. is, uh, see for yourself and see if that's not described yes. who you are right now if you're not in Christ. Mm -hmm. But Jesus Christ can change that, and he yeah. did. For me, yes. he has, and the Bible tells about that. That's right. In Titus 3, 
verse 3, it says, For we ourselves also were sometimes foolish, disobedient, deceived, serving divers lusts and pleasures, living in malice and envy, hateful and hating one another. And we were corrupt. Ephesians 4.22 says we were, the old man which we have is corrupt yeah. according to the deceitful lusts. Mm -hmm. So there's a corruption that happened because of Adam's That's sin. Right. And there's a distinction between sin, which is the sin nature we have, and sins, which is the things that we do. Yeah. You know, a little baby yeah. has sin in them, but they don't commit sins until yeah. uh, sometime later. A little baby, when they're hungry and they cry, they're not <laughs> sinning when they do that. That's just they're, uh, they're just responding to the needs that God put into them. But at some point, then, now this is, again, something I haven't really studied, in, but at some point, that sin nature will be activated uh, and they begin to do sin, sinful thoughts, actions, and deeds. Sister June? Yeah. It, it's not that they, the, the, the deeds that they do are necessarily righteous altogether, but it says where there's, there is no law, sin is not imputed, yeah. mm. and that the law was given that sin might become exceedingly sinful. In other words, you knew you were doing wrong, and you did it. Now, what, you, you could have been doing the same thing ignorantly, and it wouldn't have been right, but it's, it's, not, it's not imputed the that's same right. way because you didn't right. sin against the knowledge of yeah, what was that's right. right. Which well, is what justified Jesus in going down to the depths of the earth yeah. and preaching the gospel. Yeah. This, 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 they hadn't sinned after the similitude of Adam, mm -hmm. and so they were. it was right. It was, he, Jesus did the right thing. He did it, obviously, he was doing his father's will. Even in the abode of the dead, here he's bringing a, a message of life. In the abode of the dead, he destroyed the devil. That's what yeah. he did. Out, he destroyed yeah. him. Yeah, yeah uh, not a lot of detail given, but I remember being challenged uh, one time. Mm -hmm. uh, a couple of sisters came back to the house after I taught a, a ladies' meeting. And one said, are you saying that we can be saved without the gospel and without Jesus? I said, no. That would be saying something categorically if, that it isn't implied in Scripture. It says there's no other name given among men under heaven whereby we must be saved. Yeah. I said, yes. what I am saying is that if there is any just cause mm -hmm. for mercy... God will find it when men cannot. Amen. Amen. Yes. He is the righteous judge. That's right. Yes. Amen. And he has the right <coughs> yes. of judging. Amen. And Amen. so uh, I think a lot of details aren't given to yeah. us uh -huh. because, first off, we wouldn't handle them rightly. Yeah. And second off, it's not pertinent. What no. we need to know is that we need to carry forth hmm. the message of Jesus Christ. Yes. And the, uh, we plant, we water, and it is God who gives the increase. Yeah. Look how gracious God is, and he's, see, he's, he says he's not willing that any should perish, right? But that all should come to the knowledge of the truth. And you can see how Jesus demonstrated that even in his, in, in his death. He, he did have to die to take away sins, but look, it was a time of, of rejoicing. Uh, and he, he, when he descended into the depths, 
when he entered into the realm of the dead, he didn't do it with a shame face. Mm -hmm. He had no sin. The only person that ever entered into the abode of the dead with no sin. And the, the, the devil had already been plundered when Jesus was on the cross. He had already destroyed him. And he enters in and he takes charge. What an amazing Savior we have that can even in that environment overcome. And then what did his father do? He raised him up. Right? And then, yes, you know, there, there's a lot of questions that the people have about that. But see, they're, they're not important. Like, this is not relevant to our salvation, but it shows the equity of God. Even in, in this time, God is God. And he will do whatever he, whatever he, he, he wills. And we just say, amen. This sounds good to me. I know. I thought at one time it was impossible for me to be saved. I really was convinced. Who convinced me of that? The devil. Yeah. He, he said, oh, you've done too much. You've gone too far. Are you saying that what I could do was greater than what Jesus did? See, this is, no, no. Grace is greater than all of our sin. It is. And God proves it every day. Somewhere, he's proving this over and over. He's not done working salvation on the earth. Because we're still here, right? Well, yep. I still remember the testimony Brother Robert gave whenever he was in that condition and he was back at Indiana and he said what made him feel like there was hope, Sister Judy Parsons saw him and she said, Brother Robert, mm -hmm. that just those words, yep. Brother Robert, mm -hmm. and then he knew he had hope. Ignited hope. <laughs> so the Lord can use, I mean, he has means. Yes, amen. That is banished, be not exposed. I was banished, that's the truth. If I would have died in that condition, there would have been no salvation. Now that's just the truth. But he made a provision that is banished, be not expelled from him. And all it takes is for yeah. him to exercise his kingly authority and say, let him hear. Now that's powerful. Yeah. Now, the, yeah. uh, at that same time, what do you have to do then? You have to hear, right? Yeah. <laughs> you have to yeah. open your ear. You have, you have to, he opens yeah. your ears, but you have to do something. And, and, and the scripture calls it this. You have to believe. I mean, if you want, the technical term for that is believe. Respond in faith. But he gave it to you. So see, at no point in time can you say, I, well, I, I believed. I mean, like, you're going to take it on yourself. Say, I, I'm so great, I believe. But he had to give you to yeah, scripture says salvation yes. is is of the Lord. Amen. That's a good that's a comprehensive <coughs> thing. It is. People yeah. may wonder where does sin come from? Uh, in an individual. Mm -hmm. Well Jesus said it comes from within an individual, inside their heart. Yeah, yeah, amen. And that is in Mark chapter seven, verse twenty through twenty three. Sin is in us. Yeah. Uh, Jesus said, that which cometh out of the man, that defiles the man. He didn't say sin comes into you. Sin comes out of you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. For from within, out of the heart of man, proceed evil thoughts, adulteries, fornications, murders, thefts, covetousness, wickedness, deceit, lasciviousness, an evil eye, yeah. blasphemy, pride, foolishness. All these evil things come from within and defile the man. Yeah. That our nature is contrary to God yeah. and hostile, yeah. alienated from God. Yeah. And I was thinking about the sin being uh, 
expressed in what we say, do, and yeah. think, our deeds and thoughts and words. Yeah. Just yeah. You, you'll notice this even when you get really young children together in the same room, even if they've, if they've had upstanding parents and they've been taught all the right things, they, 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 they tend to gravitate towards those type of things. And sometimes as a parent, you can think, how could that ever come out of my child? I never taught them anything like that. They've never seen anything like that. But yet it came from within. Yeah, that's right. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So... The sin is in us, and it comes out yes. through what we yeah. say and do and think. Mm-hmm. And there's uh, uh, even sinful emotions. Mm-hmm. Like Paul was, the, the, he kept the law in every mm-hmm. respect, but he was covetous, which is, mm-hmm. which is a, an emotion, a desire. Our, we have uh, affections that are not seeking the things of God. Yeah. And our, our will, the choices we make, the uh, things we plan and do those things are all sinful and corrupted Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and Galatians chapter 5 talks about the the works of the flesh Uh, again another list of sins Galatians 5 19 through 21 now the works of the flesh are manifest which are these (coughs) adultery fornication uncleanness lasciviousness (coughs) idolatry witchcraft Mm -hmm. Hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envyings, murders, drunkenness, revelings, and such like, of the which I tell you before, as I have told you in the time past, that they which do such things mm-hmm. shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Mm-hmm. Now notice, in that list, he didn't say, okay, here's the worst sins, da-da-da-da, and now here's the right. lesser sins, da-da-da, and here's sins that you can skate along on. Mm-hmm. He didn't, yeah. there, he didn't make any distinction between sins that are worse, because they're all worse. That's right. You yeah. make a distinction that, mm-hmm. well, my sin of being jealous of somebody, or my sin of being angry without a cause, mm-hmm. that's no different than the adultery or fornication or murder. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I think about that and I'm convicted. There's not any one sin that is less than any other. Scriptures talk about greater and lesser, but sin, any sin, because God is perfect and because any imperfection in his image makes it makes it unusable. The scripture that Paul wrote that um, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of yeah. God. I was talking to someone once, and they were trying to tell me that they were a pretty good person, and, yeah. you know. And I said, "Well, if a person, um, if a person doesn't want to go to hell, you have to be able to stand before God in the judgment and say, i 'I'm just as good as you are.' Mm-hmm. You'd have to do that." Yeah. You, it's a perfect righteousness. That's the standard. God yeah, is the right. standard, not white lies and black lies. But so all sin is a corruption. Uh-huh. But yeah. Jesus told, uh, and when he was here, he says that, that you know he pointed something out. He says they have the greater sin. Yeah, that was yeah. such a good. Thanks for bringing that up. There, uh, a thing I thought about is that if I was to murder somebody. 
that would have a uh, greater effect among other people than if I just hated them in my heart and didn't do anything about it. Mm -hmm. But Jesus doesn't see the difference between hatred and murder. I mean, he says that hatred is, is like murder. Yeah. It is, but so if you I, cheated on your test, that's not the same as murdering somebody. No. <laughs> but, but in the so eyes of God, hatred. any sin will separate us from God. Exactly. Yeah. So God that's, is that's the point I was trying to make. Yeah. 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 And right. That's Jesus, a very valid point. Jesus, in, in drawing out that in, in the Beatitudes and that's following, right. is, is revealing the hypocrisy yeah. Yeah. The, of religion that does categorize categorize sin and say well you know I didn't commit this sin and so I'm okay over here it's just I'm harboring hatred but I didn't do this over here so Jesus in speaking that is actually outing the fact that the sinful nature will always seek to justify itself yeah. you know the, yeah. whenever um, Jesus yeah. told about the, um, the Pharisee and the, the I can't remember now if it was a publican, but the two were praying. Mm -hmm. And the one, he said, Oh Lord, I'm glad that I am not as other men. I tithe, I do this, I do that. You know. and, but Jesus said, he prayed thus with himself. And then he spoke of the other man. He says he wouldn't so much as raise his eyes to heaven, but smote his breast and ask that the Lord be merciful to him, a sinner. He says, I say to you, that man went down to his house justified. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The other yeah. one just prayed with himself. Now, by men's estimation, some people might have judged the Pharisee as the righteous one. Mm -hmm. So righteousness is not, it's, I mean, it is if you know what's going on, but it, their people can get confused and they can assign wrong values to things. Mm -hmm. yeah. What Brother David is talking about, that all sin, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. any sin, separates us from God and proceeds from a corrupt heart. Mm -hmm. Right. And Jesus captured that there in that parable you were talking about where the Pharisee stood by himself and prayed, God, I thank you that I'm not like other people, robbers, evildoers, adulterers, or even like this tax collector. And then he yeah. goes into a fast twice a week and give a tenth of all I have. But the tax collector summed it up when he said, God have mercy on me, a sinner. He knew yeah. he knew his identity. He wasn't comparing his identity to anyone else. He was looked other than God himself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Very good. Yeah. Well, now we know how sin entered mankind. And then the, there's a devastating effect mm -hmm. on the, each individual person and, the, and uh, all humankind yeah. because of sin. Uh, sin has the power to enslave and control yeah. and to dominate mm -hmm. and to uh, enslave people. And I've experienced that. Mm -hmm. In fact, uh, there was a time in my life I didn't really care what anyone else thought. I was just giving myself totally to serving sin. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so it affects all of us, mm -hmm. the mind and our conscience, mm -hmm. the mind is corrupt and defiled. That's right. That's right. Uh, thinking evil and corrupt thoughts. Uh -huh. And because we're thinking thoughts, we say words that are sinful. Mm -hmm. Our actions are sinful mm -hmm. because they come out of mm -hmm. inside yeah. us. Amen. Our conscience isn't yeah. even useful. Mm -hmm. Sometimes people's conscience would be useful in restraining sin, but 
there was a time when my conscience was seared so much that uh, I couldn't even tell what right and wrong was, and yet thought I was pleasing to God. And uh, I hope no one's in that condition. That's a terrible place to be. You know, this, when you when you came into the kingdom, he you confessed your sin, and he was faithful and just to forgive you of your sin, right, and to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. And yet, as you walk with him, he he redefines sin for you. I mean, sin's his definition of sin's always been, and it's real and it's just. But your comprehension of that, see, that, like in James four seventeen, it says, "Therefore, to him that knoweth to do good." And do it to not to him, it is sin. And so, see, he as you walk with him in the spirit, he'll it, it may not seem from for somebody else to look and say, Well, that's really not sinful at all. But for you, because you know God doesn't want you to do this, you know God doesn't want you to be involved in this, and see how he uses the conscience, it sanctifies your conscience when you walk in the spirit, and, and he'll show you. You know, he'll, 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 you can walk with him and he'll show you the path of righteousness, right? He'll, he'll show you how to please him. And so it would be wrong for me to violate my conscience and, and, and go, and, go on and do something just because somebody else does it when I know it's not what God wants me to do. And you can see how, how detailed that is, which means God's saving us. He's, he's helped, when we stand before him, Jesus will do, have done such a complete work that he'll be able to say, well done, and mean it. I mean, we really will have done well. Not, not by our own power, right? But by the power of his grace working in you, both the will and the do of his good pleasure. And so well, what are we? we? We are willing participants in salvation. So that, yeah. that's, this is really good to go over this. God has given us our conscience to, uh, like our early warning system, to let us know when yeah, yeah. we're about to do something that's wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Now, uh, even a person who is not born again, the natural man, has a conscience. It may not be that effective because many times people use laws of governments or what other people is doing as whether or not they set their conscience according to that. But if you set your conscience according to what God's word is, then it's much more sensitive. But if your conscience tells you something is wrong and you ignore that and go ahead and do the sin, then what happens is now your conscience says, oh, that must be okay, so it'll be less sensitive. So now something before would have seemed sinful to you, now it's not sinful. Mm -hmm. Then yeah. you go down the, and then you do something else and then your conscience says, well, I warned, and then they didn't listen, so then mm -hmm. now your conscience is even less effective, because now you have all the whole category of things now, that's not sinful anymore. Yeah. Well, it's sinful to God, but you don't recognize it, because your conscience is, is not effective. And then eventually to the point where you don't care, I'm speaking for myself, and maybe other people, hopefully no one else can identify with this, but you get to the point where it didn't matter what I did, and as soon as my conscience wouldn't tell me of anything, well, it would warn me what other people were doing. See, I'm not like that person. Uh, when I was a really 
mm-hmm. wicked person myself, and I, I'm reminded of the parable of the man who had a, a big log in his eye trying to take a speck out of somebody else's eye. That described me. I was unaware of my own condition, yet aware of you know, other people's sins. That, mm-hmm. And I just hope that no one ever gets to the point where their conscience is seared. But I'll tell you, Jesus Christ can change that. Mm-hmm. And the, the scriptures here are talking about the, our mind being corrupted and alienated mm-hmm. and our conscience being seared. I experienced that. Mm-hmm. And I hope no one else has, but uh, it's a common thing. In fact, I think most people, well, I don't know. I'll speak for myself. I experienced this. Mm-hmm. It, my mind and uh, conscience corrupted, my, my body corrupted. So now, the members of my body were serving sin. My eyes looking at things that were evil. Uh, going places, doing things that were sinful. And so I was serving sin with my body. Mm-hmm. And it, because I did that, I became a slave to sin. In Romans 6, 13, uh, Paul says, Neither yield ye your members as instruments of unrighteousness unto sin, but yield yourselves unto God as those that are alive from the dead, and your members as instruments of righteousness unto God. So you can choose with your body to either serve sin or righteousness. Right. Well, now a person who is a natural man in the condition of having their mind and their heart and their conscience corrupted, I don't know that they have the ability. They may say, well, I'm not going to do that sin. Okay, well, they can't. they're going to sin over here in another area where they, well, I'm going to stop doing that sin. And even then, they may not even be able to stop that. I experienced that. Mm-hmm. I was a slave to sin. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And here's a list of things that I've uh, thought about. Speaking of myself, I was a dead in sin. Brother Robert. Yeah, it's a, this is quite a blessing, this um, text here in Romans 6.13. It says, neither yield ye your members. What, what, what does that say? It's saying that you you are involved in this. You can say no. Yeah. You don't. It says don't don't yield your members to it. It must yeah. imply that you don't have to yield your members yeah. to it. That you've got a spirit living in you now. That if you'll just listen to the Holy Spirit, He'll empower you to say no. So, but see, this is like like you said. This is a this can be at at, at the moment. That, that that you you have to make this decision. Do I yield? Do you not yield? See, it, it, the Holy Spirit is is an, an enabler. It can enable you to see the right thing and to do the right thing. But we have He's well, you're involved in it, and that's why He's telling us we have exhortations because we need exhortations, right? And that, that there's 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 about there's going to come a time. When whether you do it or you don't do it is is because you're you you want from your heart you want to please God, mm-hmm. and now out of that heart, see you'll. I, I know I've experienced exactly the same thing that you're describing. I think all of us, to some degree, yeah. can say Amen. We were in a place to where God, it wasn't He wasn't pleased with us. No. But what is he, His long suffering? His His nature is to work with us, and He works with us in such a gentle way that. When he opens your eyes, you can see it was him. He saved me because I was not able to do this. I wasn't able to figure out should I do this or I do it. And so, you know, you just go on and and do whatever you want to do. 
And but see when when you see it, when the Holy Spirit because he, he has been sent to convict us of sin, righteousness, and judgment to come. Not just the righteousness of God, although that is what he convicts us of, but the fact that if you are following him, right, and you're giving yourself to him, and you're walking in the light, he'll confirm that. And you'll be able to rejoice in Christ Jesus. Anyway, I, I don't think I saw that part of it anymore. Yeah, sin has a uh, hardening effect uh-huh. on a person who, who yes, commits it sin. It, 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 it has like this desensitizing and hardening effect on, the, on your person. It says this in Hebrews chapter 3, verse 12. Take heed, brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God, but exhort one another daily, while it is called today, lest any of you be hardened to the deceitfulness of sin. Sin is, is a deceiver. Sin can, sin can deceive a person into thinking that they're right with God when they're really not right with God. Thinking that they're close with God when they're really not close with God. That's the, that's the impact that it can have. And that's the impact that it can have if you live without exhortation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very good. Titus chapter 2 and verse 12 talks about the Spirit and his, and his uh, is leading in this. Sorry, you should have commented on that. <laughs> I started too late. <laughs> All right, 2 and 12. All right, for the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men, teaching us. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's right. I say there's where we have, we're yeah. not being overwhelmed. That's right. We're being taught. That's right. Teaching yeah. us that denying ungodliness yeah. uh-huh. and worldly lust, we should live soberly, righteously, uh-huh. and godly in this present world. Yes. So, mm-hmm. uh, this this grace is coming to us. Mm-hmm. It is the power of God working uh, in us and, and for us and the spirit is involved in that also. But we're being taught. That's why we're maturing. We're growing. Mm-hmm. Yes, amen. 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 So speaking of the person who's uh, the natural man, the mm-hmm. corrupt nature, if a person is dead in sin, mm-hmm. they're alienated from God, yes. dead to God but alive to sin, dead in trespasses and sins, Enemies of God, hostile to God, full of hate for God and his laws, bound by slavery to sin, being forced to commit sin. I mean, a person, we do what we want to do. You can choose to serve sin or not, but in reality, if a person is a slave to sin, they really don't have a choice. Uh, Well, think about it. If If you're a slave, you do what your master says to do. And I was in the condition where I couldn't say no because I didn't have the Spirit of God in me. So uh, this is open for discussion here, but uh, uh, defiled in conscience with a wicked, corrupt heart, members of my body were given to commit sin. I was delighting in and loving sin, not interested in righteousness. I was not acceptable to God. I was without God and without hope. I was destined for an eternity in hell 
And not only that, the actions of sin and the thoughts and words, but it brought guilt and shame and condemnation. And uh, that's the result and effect of sin on people. But I praise God that yes. Jesus Christ came to to change all that. Yes, amen. And uh, I, I'm just so excited to tell you about this. So, to, re to recap, here's the result of what sin brought us. Mm -hmm. Sin brought guilt, so we need forgiveness of sins. Yeah. Sin brought condemnation, so we need justification. Mm -hmm. Sin brought bondage to sin and to Satan, and so we need redemption. Mm -hmm. Sin brought alienation from God, so we need reconciliation. Mm -hmm. We were lost in sin, so we need salvation. Mm -hmm. Sin brought unrighteousness, so we need sanctification. Sin brought us corruption to the core of our, our nature. So we need the new birth or to be born again. We have been plunged into spiritual death, so we must be quickened or made alive to God. And that's uh, just a sort of summary of sin and the effects and what we need. And all of that is available through Jesus Christ, <laughs> specifically in the new covenant. And I... Uh, God. Well, what really attracted me to come to Word of Truth Fellowship was about a about a year and eight months ago, when there was a refreshing waters renewal number twenty-eight about the gospel, and I came and I missed Matt Cobb's sermon. That's the reason I came to hear him preach, and I missed it because I didn't know when it started, and I got here after he preached. Hey, you guys started early in the morning. I couldn't believe it, but. Uh, it was just very refreshing to hear about Jesus Christ and the gospel. 
And uh, I wanted to talk about the New Covenant, but that is a huge topic. And the more I study, I realize there's, <laughs> I can't cover all that. So I talk about, what, what, as I was reading, this scripture caught my, uh, caught my mind. And this is in Hebrews chapter 8, verse 10 through 12. For this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after yes. those days, saith the Lord. I will put my laws into their mind and write them in their yes. hearts, and I will be to them a God, and they shall be to me a people. Yes. And they shall not teach every man his neighbor and every man his brother, saying, Know the Lord, for all shall know me, from Amen. the least to the greatest. Yes. And here's the verse. For I will be merciful to their unrighteousness, and yes. their sins and their iniquities mm-hmm. will I remember no more. Yes. And that is what I want to talk about. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. The, yeah. Everything that I was talking about, the sin mm-hmm. has produced in myself and all mankind, mm-hmm. Jesus changes all that. Amen. The yes. forgiveness of sins. Yeah. And so uh, the gospel has everything to do with the removal mm-hmm. of sin yes. and the breaking of the power of sin. Amen. Not just mm-hmm. stopping sinning, mm-hmm. but being changed in my inner nature, Amen. being righteous. Yes. Yeah. On the penalty paid. And Amen. no condemnation. Amen. He, he took my penalty. Yes. Amen. Amen. Christ's sacrifice took away sin. It actually removed sin. It didn't just cover the, the blood of bulls and goats. Yeah. can't take away sin. Otherwise, why they keep on doing it? I mean, it, uh, the power of sin is broken. And that is something, if you, are, if you don't have the power of sin... Yeah. Turn to Christ, and He can do that. Amen. He can take away sin. That's right. He can take away the guilt and the shame and the condemnation. Yes. Yeah. You know that, that phrase, He breaks the power of yeah. canceled sin. Yeah, that's right. that's yeah. in one of our, our hymns. Uh-huh. And sin has been canceled. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's right. But now He is continuing to break the power. Yeah. Because you have to, we have to learn that sin is no longer. A barrier between God and us. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. it's been taken away. Amen. But until we know that, we won't live in it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that we, we grow in that understanding also. Mm-hmm. Whenever something presents itself, or we see something come out of ourselves that is not comely, we can say, "But now that's sin, and I hate that." That's right. Mm-hmm. That's not mine anymore, yeah. Jesus. Right. Jesus changed me. I no longer want that. I am not. I, I'm not going to participate in this. Yeah. Amen. Brother Justin. Amen. Amen. That's culminated in this statement, First John chapter three, verse one. He says, "Behold, look at this. Think about this. What manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us that we that we should be called." The sons of God. Therefore, the world knoweth the world knoweth us not, because it knew Him not. Beloved, now are we the sons of God, mm-hmm. and it doth not yet appear what we shall be. But we know that when yeah. He shall appear, mm-hmm. we shall be like Him, mm-hmm. for we shall see Him as He is. Yeah. And every man mm-hmm. that has this hope in Him purifies himself, even yeah, as right. He is pure. Amen. Amen. You will, you'll, you'll resist the devil. You'll mm-hmm. say no to sin. If you have this hope burning in you, yes. you won't have anything to you won't want anything to do with sin. Mm-hmm. If you have this hope burning in you, purifieth himself even as he is pure. Mm-hmm. Amen. Mm-hmm. I wanted to just ask a question, just really just get your, your input on this. 
Um, if, if you're truly hardened and you've got a seared conscience, that was the term you used, do you really feel any shame or guilt when you're a sinner? Or do you start to, do you start to feel shame and guilt when you're convicted? Now, if you're a sociopath, you don't feel any shame. You don't feel any guilt for the sin. When you do things wrong, you just, you just don't care about it. That's why you keep on doing it. But the moment that Holy Spirit is, is, has touched your heart, and this is what happens, the Lord will send his spirit and start doing the work in you. And now you're full of shame and guilt because you start to realize what you've been doing. And that's how he starts. That's how he starts working in someone. Because he's picked you. Right? He, he knows that you're one that I want. That you're full of sin. I'm going to start working on you. You see, it's, oh, this conviction has got to do with us and God. Yeah. It's yeah. not just looking at something that you've done wrong and hurt somebody and say, well, I'm sure, I'm sorry now that I hurt them. Yeah. And you have no consciousness. Remember David, after he, uh, the sin of uh, Uriah the Hittite, yeah. he, he says, and he's praying, he says, against thee and thee only have I sinned. Yeah. All sin is ultimately against God. Yeah. And that's what has to, to dawn upon a soul, that they've offended God. Right. But I don't believe you'll, you will know that. You won't realize well, that. Well, see, God is the one that quickens. He's the one, yeah. But I'm saying that it is, it's, much, it's more. You'll be sorry for what you did and the effect it has on other people yeah. when you are first convicted That's about right. God. Now, a person can say, well, I sure am sorry I did that. And maybe they're genuinely sorry they did that. But they have no consciousness that, that they've sinned against God. Their conscience is still hard against God. Yeah. Mm. Well, and as, as you asked that, there is First uh, Timothy 4 mm -hmm. um, that speaks of the latter days and that some will fall away from the faith, paying attention to deceitful spirits. This, by the way, New American Standard I'm reading from. Deceitful spirits and doctrines of demons by means of the hypocrisy of liars seared in their own conscience as with a branding iron and that cauterization of the spiritual scar tissue that impedes the work, that, that sensitivity. So there's a sense in which there's a conscience that, um, that the Lord renews and cleanses and purifies, but then there's yeah. also the conscience that's been seared that having had the knowledge, yeah. having tasted it, yeah. and, and in Hebrews speaks of that also. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So uh, that to me is just such a very sobering mm -hmm. realization yeah. that yeah. it is possible to taste and then and turn fall. away from it, to, right. to fall from right. it. Yeah. So I don't know that you could say of in this context, that you could say of everyone who is not sensitive to the Lord that they have a seared conscience in this sense. Mm -hmm. Now, maybe I'm wrong on that, but that's not—it's yeah. not, not apostasy necessarily. Speak. He's right. speaking well, of apostasy. Here. Yes, I, I can speak for myself and nobody else. But I, verse uh, Timothy four two speaks of me speaking mm -hmm. lies and hypocrisy, mm -hmm. having my conscience seared with a hot iron. That was speaking mm -hmm. about me. Now. Uh, 
Well, now, Paul, remember, he was, he said, he says, that he was the least of all saints because he had persecuted the church of God. Yeah. He, yeah. he bore that with him. He didn't just forget it and go on. He realized what he had done. But he says, but God had mercy on me because I did it ignorantly in unbelief. Yeah. He yeah. thought he was yeah. doing God's service mm -hmm. by yeah. opposing the church. Yeah. In fact, he wrote in, uh, in another place, it's written that they'll persecute you and think that they're doing God's service yeah. in yeah. doing it. So that's that would be different. Um, it, in Hebrews, uh, it talks about those that that uh, fall away, and they crucify to themselves the Son of God afresh, right. and do despite to the yeah. Spirit of grace. And you know, mm -hmm. see, they've sinned against yeah. faith and knowledge of God. That's right. And yeah. mm -hmm. it, they, he doesn't hold out any cheerful cheerful uh, future to them because they have refused the very means by which they were reconciled. Mm -hmm. And then, but then we also have in Hebrews 10, 22, drawing near with a sincere heart and full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled clean from an evil conscience uh, evil and our bodies yeah. washed right. with pure yeah. water, yeah. speaking to that new life that touches every part of us like you were talking about, Brother. That's why I can testify that too. Yes, yeah. yes. The evil conscience there is we did the evil conscience. Is, uh, yeah. Again, now I'm going to qualify this. This is me. Um, but the the conscience of the the old nature, it's an evil conscience, yeah. and that's what we're saved from. The the Hebrews. Four uh, was talking about somebody who had tasted of the wood, a good word of God, and of the power of the world to come. And he enumerates, you know, being enlightened and all of these things. It says if they shall turn away, then there there's nothing to renew them to. So you know, there are a lot of there are a lot of places where people can fall into these things, and it takes perception. Yeah. But the scriptures, the word of God is what will divide it for us. Right. And you'll know that, that you went, it, the, the, went over the line whenever, like you said, you, you go to the grave not caring. You don't know what's going to happen between now and then. God knows. Mm -hmm. He knows those. And they are preserved in Christ Jesus. Yeah. I should have died a few times. Mm -hmm. And I was preserved. And then I, I, the Lord called me, but I could have been taken out earlier. So there's hope. It's a message of hope, even yes. to, it is. even to those that sin grievously, even oh, if they yeah. have no shame or guilt, yeah. even though they know they're sinning. It's still, it's still if they a, can be brought to repentance, the Spirit of God is. Yeah. He convinces men of sin. That's right. That's right. That's right. Like, why do most people? you meet that are unbelievers they they do something like they'll give the charity or they'll help this person out over here just because they they're they know that they're how they're living isn't right they might have this 
feeling that if they do this, then they'll have a good conscience about what they're doing. There's some people that do something wrong, and then in order to feel good about it, they'll do they'll perform some task to feel good. I want to feel good about what I'm doing. Everybody wants to feel good about what they're doing. Why? Because they have a conscience. And so it says here in Titus 1.15, Unto the pure, all things are pure, but unto them that are defiled and unbelieving, that incorporates the entire ungodly world, is nothing pure, but even their mind and conscience is defiled. Which means that there's a there's some, some manner of how they're living that they know is not right. And it's especially manifest when they're around a person of God. Mm-hmm. They know it. when They'll say, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to say that around you. Mm-hmm. Even though I never said anything to them. I never said, watch your mouth. I was just simply around them, and they had to apologize for how they were living. Mm-hmm. Because they have a conscience. Mm-hmm. Even though it might be an evil conscience. Yeah. I put that verse on page two. Uh-huh. I didn't read some of these, but they're here. At, uh, but I figured it, maybe it's the time to bring that verse out now. <laughs> but uh, praise God, we can have our evil conscience sprinkled clean. Amen. Mm-hmm. And uh, praise God, we have. Amen. Amen. Our sin forgiven, our guilt yeah. yes. removed, our conscience cleaned, yeah. and our yeah. mind cleaned out. I can yeah. testify yeah. to that. I had my mind filled with yeah. so much yeah. evil, huh. evil images and evil thoughts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sure there's still stuff that hasn't been evaluated, mm-hmm. but as soon as it is brought to my attention, God's going to clean that out. Amen. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Brother Robert. Yeah, you know the... Um, When I was younger and I tried to minister to people, I think I approached it in the wrong manner. I was trying to fix them. I was trying to do something or say something to them that that, that would arrest them. That's not going to happen. What you can do, the best thing you can do for somebody that that you want to help is give them the gospel. Tell them what Christ did. And then the Holy Spirit takes that up and he will convict their conscience. He will convince them of sin and of righteousness and judgment to come. When a person, I can't do that work. I can give them the resources, you know, by saying it in their presence, right? The, the, the spoken word is powerful when it's with the gospel. When, it, when it's what God has done in Christ, that will yeah. linger with a person long after they've left me. After, I, you know, I've made yeah. I don't have access to the hearts of men, yeah. but God does, and Jesus He'll send his spirit, and he'll enlighten. All of a sudden, you realize, I'm a sinner. Well, that's quite a dilemma, isn't it? To realize you're a sinner. We can all remember when it became evident, I have sinned against God. Now, what are you going to do? Well, the, the gospel's the answer. He gives yeah. you the answer. And then you can Amen. go home yeah. knowing that I have a clean, I have, I've obeyed the gospel. Yeah. What, a, what a thing. Yeah. See, God's salvation is of the Lord. He belongs to him. His word is the, is, is the power yeah. to salvation. It's not the person speaking the word. That's right. Yeah. And That's there's right. a lot of a lot of preachers yeah. or a lot of commentaries you'll read that uh-huh. say the best preaching is the preaching that's a nice, quiet, modulated, calm. Mm-hmm. You just you just given the word. Mm-hmm. You're not trying to impress with huh. right a lot yeah. of shouting, right. that kind of thing. It's the word that does the work. Yeah, that's that's the power. Yeah. 
But they, 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 it, God uses the vessels, right, to get the message out, right? Where we are, we're messengers of, of, of this gospel. Yeah. We, we've been employed by God. We're kings and priests in his kingdom to spread this, this the word of the covenant. It's real. It's live. Yeah, it's a word of life, right? Yes, and he uses all the different personalities in his kingdom to do because they all have unique qualities. You you probably don't even realize all the qualities that you have in Christ until they're used, so they're put to use, and then you realize I didn't, I didn't even know I could could step up in that circumstance. It, it wasn't something that I thought I ever could do or ever would do. But see, Jesus, you know, in the middle of Walmart, all of a sudden you can become a blessing to somebody. It can happen. You know why? Because it's his, it's his word, it's his kingdom, yeah. it's his yeah. power, and that he employs us from time to time as work. And and boy, are we thankful. I'm glad somebody was brave enough to just get in my face and tell me this isn't right. That's right. Amen. I, I'm so thankful for that because Amen. I would have just gone on and on. And I, yeah. Amen. I was blind, but yeah. somebody saw I was blind and, and gave me. Yeah. Gave me a good Amen. Of most of the time, it was Brother Gibbon. But see, it was, I can remember Brother brother um, um, Bill Parsons. Boy, he was talking about a tender heart. He had such a tender heart. He couldn't talk about the blood of Christ without crying. He couldn't. Well, why? And, and But he didn't think he had anything. Talking to him, he said, oh, I, I'm not a preacher. I, I really can't do that. Well, you don't have know the impact you're having on people. Your faith. If you just employ it and just speak for the Lord, what you know, like you said at the beginning, what you know, and actually your testimony is the most powerful thing you have. What God has done in you, nobody else can tell me except you. And when you do, it will have power. Mm -hmm. Amen. Mm -hmm. God Amen. made the signs. We just have to listen to them. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Amen. Amen. Put down. We have... Freedom. Mm -hmm. No more bondage to sinful thoughts, words, and actions. Yes. He who the sun sets free is free indeed. Amen. That's in John chapter 8, yeah. verse yeah. 31 and 32. Jesus said to those Jews which believed on him, If you continue in my word, then you are my disciples indeed, and ye shall know the truth, yeah. and the truth shall make you free. Now, a lot of people quote that in uh, terms of uh, physical knowledge and uh, philosophy and government mm -hmm. but that's not what it's talking about it's talking about Christ because yeah. you go down to verse 36 if the son therefore shall make you free yeah. ye shall be free indeed so it's through Amen. knowledge of the truth knowledge of Jesus Christ that you're made free and that that is uh, that's amazing yes, sir. Yes. Amen. sin no longer has dominion over us now I put in the lesson here all of Romans chapter 6 I don't know that I'm going to take the time to read it, but if there's a verse that particularly speaks to you, you might bring it out and uh, read it and talk about it. But uh, sin no longer has dominion over us. If you're right. in Christ, sin has no power over you. Yeah. We do not have to sin. Amen. We can resist the impulse to sin. Yeah. Sin yeah. is not our master anymore. We are free from sin and now servants to God mm -hmm. and servants of righteousness. And I was thinking of Romans... 6 verse 17 but God be thanked that ye were the servants of sin but ye have obeyed from the heart that form of doctrine which was delivered to you 
being then made free from sin, you became the servants of righteousness. So there's a change from being a sin to slave to sin and unrighteousness. Now a slave to God and a slave to righteousness. Yes. Mm-hmm. I can testify Amen. for myself. Amen. Yeah. Any comments? Any thoughts about that? Well, he's a very good he's a very good commander in chief, isn't he? <laughs> yes, he is. Yes. Amen. Amen. So I had talked about the result of sin in me and in all mankind. Now, result of the new covenant, which is when uh, he said he'll take away the sin. Here's the result of that. Because of that, we are made pleasing to God. I didn't put it in here, but it says in Ephesians 3, verse 6, we are accepted in the Beloved. That's a result of what Jesus Christ did. We're forgiven for Christ's sake. Mm -hmm. It says we are justified. In Romans 5, it says we are justified freely by His grace. We are reconciled to God. These are all blessings that we get from the Gospel. And that's because sin was taken away and removed. We have peace with God. These are all things we were made alive to God. I want to read Ephesians chapter 2, verses 1 through 5. And you hath he quickened, who were dead in trespasses and sins, wherein in time past ye walked, according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience, among whom also we all had our conversation in times past, in the lusts of our flesh, following the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. But God, who is rich in mercy, for his great love, wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us together with Christ. By grace you are saved. That's the change that he can make. Amen. I'm very excited to point this out to you. I have a tendency to speak a long time, so <laughs> I don't know. I just want to, uh, i got a bunch of scriptures here to to read. Mm-hmm. But uh, I want to point out, this is something that was totally new to me, mm-hmm. which the scripture says, uh, in page four, it says, our new man can't sin. Yeah. And I would always try to, I couldn't understand it, and I couldn't explain it, and I'd try to, try to explain it away. Yeah. But that... That's a reality. Amen. It doesn't mean there's no sin in me. It doesn't mean I don't do sinful things. But it sure didn't come from a new man. That's right. And I've heard this explained so many times, trying to explain it away, that in the sense that, now, now of course, you know that this is only speaking about Jesus. He's the one who's born of God. Mm-hmm. And it can't apply to anyone else. Uh, I can testify but it says the truth is in 1 John 3, 9. Whosoever is born of God doth not commit sin. For his seed remaineth in him, and he cannot sin because he is born of God. Mm-hmm. And I always try to, well, that must be only speaking about Jesus because obviously I have sinned. My new man can't sin. That's it's, right. That's right. It's made like God, mm-hmm. born of God. Born of God, yeah. Created in true righteousness and holiness. Mm-hmm. Yes. In the other verses, 1 John five eighteen, we know that whosoever is born of God sinneth not. But he that is begotten of God 
keepeth himself, and that wicked one toucheth him not. Now we know that Jesus is the only begotten, but if you're in Christ, you've been born again. You're begotten of God. Not in the same way that Jesus is the only begotten, but we have been made new. And that new man can't sin. And we keep ourselves. Uh, I want to I was very excited to, to tell tell you that uh, sin in you can be taken away. Yes, amen. You don't have to live under the power of sin, under right. sin's dominion anymore. And that's because of what Jesus did. He took sin away. Mm-hmm. He took it in His body on the tree, and amen. because of we have uh, sin brings condemnation, condemnation from God. And rightfully, judgment of God, and He is going to pour out His wrath on sin. Every single person is going to feel God's wrath, unless you're in Christ. Yeah. When Jesus was on the cross, God poured out His wrath on Jesus. Jesus paid the penalty for sin. Yeah. It was while He was on the cross that He took sin away, and He suffered God's wrath. And if He <coughs> is one you're trusting in. He could take your sin away. And he suffered your penalty. So there's no condemnation. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I put this in here, but Romans chapter... You did. Pardon? You did. I did. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> this is a very exciting verse. Mm-hmm. Romans 8. Mm-hmm. Uh, 1 and 2. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus. Amen. Who... Walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus hath made me free from the law of sin and death. That is good news. And it will work for anybody. I I think the operable words there are in Christ Jesus. In Christ Jesus. That's why we're in Him. Not only that, He's in us. Yes, that's right. So the new man counts in. Amen. It's an outward That's right. I... uh, Put down this. When we turn to Christ and are baptized in faith and mm-hmm. obedience, we are made dead to sin, but alive to God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, I was raised in the uh, independent Christian church from the, when I was a little child. Mm-hmm. And uh, taught all about baptism. And then I... Uh, was baptized when I was 11. Then I came on to go to Ozark Christian College and ended up becoming a very wicked person. And then some time ago, oh, uh, because obviously I knew a lot of people who were baptized, but they were no different from anybody else. Their life hadn't changed. And so I figured that Baptism didn't do anything. It's faith in Christ. And you can make the point that through faith in Christ, you have your sins removed by God's grace. And so then, uh, oh, five or six years ago, in the middle of the night, I came up with this theory that there were two baptisms. One baptism that would wash your inside. And then the outward baptism, you know, baptized in water. Because I couldn't... uh, couldn't comprehend 
that getting in a baptistry or in a river or whatever being baptized would do anything because it didn't work for me when I was 11. And judging on what I could see, I, mean, I know we're not supposed to judge people based on the, after the flesh anymore, but I could see there were lots of people who claimed to be born again and were baptized, and based on what I could see, they were no different from, I'll speak for myself, I was no different from a person who was not claiming to be in Christ. I was claiming to be in Christ, had been baptized, but it, uh, so I came up with this theory that there were two baptisms. You know, we have, uh, have our hearts sprinkled clean from evil conscience. We have the... And I thought about that for a couple of years, and I was writing on it, and I didn't really teach about it. But let me tell you, there's a verse that came to my mind uh, recently. It's in Ephesians, I think, chapter 4. Verse 5. One Lord, one faith, one baptism. Now let me tell you, that changed my thinking. So, uh, this may not be received. We are saved by faith through God's grace. And we have to, uh, of course, when a person is baptized in water, and they go down into the water and back up again. Not just down, but focus on coming back up. That's right. And in Romans 6, you got to read that. It talks uh-huh. about what happens. Yeah. Now that can be just a symbol. And it can have no other effect other than oh, well, okay, I'm symbolically going down in the water and coming back up. But there's a lot of things that has to happen that I sure can't make happen. Yeah, it talks right. about the circumcision of the heart. Yeah. That's nothing I can do. That's the operation of God. That's right. Yeah. It talks about right. being sprinkled clean, having our sins washed away. Again, in the water won't do anything to remove sin. But by faith. Yeah, that's right. Now that's uh, the... That's, uh, uh. So I just encourage anyone yeah. to think about this. Yeah. Because my thinking has completely changed. And I'll just tell you what the Bible says. Mm-hmm. There's one Lord, one faith, yes. one baptism. Amen. So... By faith, yeah. being baptized in water. Mm-hmm. Now, this is not a work that we do. Yeah. But this is, if you want to put a time on it, this is when our heart is circumcised. When That's we right. are, have our That's sins right. washed away. This yeah. is when we are, have our hearts sprinkled clean from an evil yeah. conscience. That's right. Mm-hmm. Amen. And so just consider that. Yeah. And... Uh, because this is something I struggled with for yeah, many, yeah. many years. I couldn't see that it, baptism had any effect yeah, huh? yeah. whatsoever. Yeah. I'm telling you, it does. Yeah, right. Brother Justin. Now, it, some people aren't baptized like unto the Lord. Some people aren't baptized in the name of Christ. Um, I'll, just, I'll just read this. It's Acts chapter 19. It says, and it came to pass that while Apollos was at Corinth, Paul, having passed through the upper coast, came to Ephesus and finding certain disciples, he said unto them, Have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? And they said unto him, We have not so much as heard whether there be any Holy Ghost. And he said unto them, Unto what then were ye baptized? And they said, Unto John's baptism. 
Then Paul said, John verily baptized with the baptism of repentance, saying unto the people that they should believe on him, which should come after him, that is, Jesus Christ. Yeah. When they heard this, they were baptized in the name of yeah. the Lord Jesus. Yeah. See, that, that's the baptism that saves. Mm -hmm. there's, there's one baptism. Yeah. There's one, one baptism. There's one way for a person to get into the kingdom of God and be yeah. born again. That's the baptism of Jesus Christ. Brother Robert. Yeah. It's, uh, in Colossians 2.12, puts both of the things you were just talking about in, in, in one thought. It says, buried with him in baptism, yeah. wherein also you are risen with him through the faith of the operation of God. So it's yeah. what God did in, in, in that operation where he, he, he circumcised your heart, right? Put your, and, and, and took your old man, put him on a cross, crucified the flesh, and then gave, and, 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 and gave you this new man, right? That all happened, but it was something God did. And, and how, what was your part? You believed. You, yeah. you trusted Amen. that God was going to do what he promised. Amen. The problem isn't that the baptism doesn't work. It's not been told people what's going to happen, what God promised to do. Well, how are you going to hope in it if you don't know? How is see this is yeah. it's, it, the deficiency been in the in the in the presentation, the preaching of the gospel? This is gospel. Yeah. God was going to give you a new heart, right? All the way back in the old covenant, He was promised a new heart, right? One one that one that God can work in, right? And so this is, I I know I, I, when I went when I was baptized, Brother Given told me this, okay, but it wasn't. It, I didn't understand it all. Now I had to grow into that understanding, but it still happened. It happened. Yeah. It's just that yeah, I, I when a person when the day star rises in your heart and you, and you and you can see it was God that did this. It wasn't me. I went forward, right? I, I responded in faith, but that's not what saved me. It was God. Who, who performed this operation and you trusting in that now that'll give you confidence because it wasn't a work that you did it was a work that he did now that's that's powerful stuff and I, that I, I completely agree with with what well, you, you I didn't intend about. to talk about this tonight but yeah. as I read this it, I think it was important to talk about because yeah. this is the thing I struggled with for many many years yeah. we're saved by faith Amen. so I'll just say we're saved by faith, and don't neglect the importance of what happened when you're baptized with through faith. Yeah. Let me right. read uh, Acts chapter eight, verse thirty-seven. Most Bibles leave this verse out, but it's very important. Yeah, yeah. The, uh, Philip and the Ethiopian eunuch yes. have the uh, Philip sent by the Spirit of the Lord yeah. and by the angel of the Lord to go down and meet this man who's very powerful and wealthy government official traveling back to Ethiopia, coming from the temple, and it's an amazing story in Acts chapter 8, you ought to read it, and he's reading, he's reading the book of Isaiah, couldn't understand it, and Philip explains it to him, yeah. and he preached Jesus to him, so now in verse 36, they went on their way, they came to a certain water, and the eunuch said, see, here's water, what doth hinder him be to be baptized? Mm -hmm. Philip said, if thou believest with all thine heart, thou mayest. And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. Yes, amen. And he commanded the chariot to stand still. And they both went down into water, both Philip and the eunuch, and he baptized yes. him. Uh -huh. yes. I just point out to you yeah. 
believe with all your heart. That's the key. And that's what Jesus said to them in Mark 16, 16. Whoever believes and is baptized. Whoever believes and is baptized. That's right. That's right. Now, I was taught all this as a child. I was taught all this as a child. But I... When I was... I can tell you the results of what happened in my life. And if Hebrews chapter 6 is true, what it says if a person has tasted, mm-hmm. then in Hebrews yeah. 6 verse 4, mm-hmm. it is impossible for those who were once enlightened and have tasted of the heavenly gift and were made partakers of the Holy Ghost, mm-hmm. who have tasted the good word of God and the powers of the world to come, if they shall fall away to renew them again in repentance, seeing they crucified themselves as the Son of God afresh and put him into an open shame. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you, I know that I'm saved now. When I was a young person, this terrified me because I could see what was going on in my own life that I I had no power over sin and I was was always terrified of God's judgment, terrified of going to hell. Mm -hmm. Let me tell you, you can know that you are saved. That's right. You can know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, Peter... Approaches this subject also baptism in First uh, Peter three. He's talking about uh, Jesus going down and preaching to the spirits that were sometimes disobedient. And the point is, he says, when once the long suffering of God waited in the days of Noah while the ark was a preparing, wherein few, that is, eight souls were saved by water. The like figure whereunto even baptism doth also now save us. Now, how did the water save Noah? God said something. Noah believed it. And he he obeyed the voice of the Lord. And he was saved by the same water that destroyed the world. Uh And the water lifted the ark up off of the face of the earth where Uh all the destruction was happening. And he was saved by water. Now it says, the light figure whereunto even baptism does also now save us. Uh-huh. So now people are ill-advised to take something that God has associated uh-huh. and try to sever it. It says, not the putting away of the filth of the flesh. Right. In other words, like the ceremonial washings, right. mm-hmm. putting away the filth of the flesh. But the answer of a good conscience toward God. In other words, you heard what God said, you believed what God said, and and you answered or acted in kind to what God said by the resurrection of Jesus Christ. So Mm -hmm. baptism doth also now save us by the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Because we're put into his death, we're also raised with his life. And God forbid that people should say that there is no connection there. As the ark was lifted up off of the earth, while the destruction was happening on the earth, we have escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. And we've been seated in heavenly places with Christ. We've been raised up off the earth through resurrection. There, there's a there's a perfect picture right there of salvation. Yeah. yeah. Well, this but is, it is faith, which what we talked about. See, all of those go together. 
They don't yes. stand all by themselves. That's right. Yes, that's right. That's right. That, that the answer of a good conscience has to do with being, believing yeah. what God Amen. said. That's right. The, yeah. Noah yeah. had to believe what God said about the flood Amen. when he built the ark. That's right. That's if right. We believe what uh -huh. God said. We'll be baptized. Uh -huh. And the operation of God will meet right. us in Amen. that. Amen. Our faith causes us to obey the form of Amen. the doctrine, Amen. and then God performs yes. what He said He would do. Now, Brother David, the fact, very fact that when you read that scripture, it scared you to death, was your evidence that you hadn't done that. So somebody who has has seared their conscience has had absolutely no thought of ever coming back to him. They don't want to, in other words. See, yeah. the Holy Spirit, you can you can greet the Holy Spirit, but why well, that now that's something Jesus even said you can't even be forgiven. Yeah. You can you can go so far. Why? Because the Holy Spirit's the one that convinces you of sin. Now, if you, can, you grieved him to the point where he withdraws and he will not convict you anymore, then you'll just pass on. You know, the prudent man perceives the evil and hideth himself, but the simple pass on and are punished. Why? They don't even realize it anymore. Their, their conscience is so seared, it, it doesn't bother them at all, ever. Yeah. Now, unless that's just, unless God enters into that picture, there is no remedy. Yeah. But see, and we are not to judge other people in these matters that's and say, right. well, they've gone too far. See, that's right. That's not our job. It's Amen. the Holy Spirit knows exactly what God's will is in any Amen. person, and he will do what God wills. And so, see, this is, you know, and that is exactly the thing that, that eventually, see, this convicted me so much when somebody called me Brother Robert. But see, I remember a word Brother Gibbon said years earlier. He says, if you ever want to come back, you can come back because that has not happened. Why do you want to come back? Because the Holy Spirit is convicting you. Yeah. He never convicts a person that can't come back. It's not like God's holding this dangling out. You want it. You, you're convicted. You want it. And he says, no. That's yeah. not the way it works. That whosoever will may Whosoever come. will. So if you want to, that means God's calling you. You, you can come. Yeah. Well, now that saved me. That saved me because until then the devil was beating me up saying you can't, you can't. And I realized I want it. I want to come back. You can do it then. God's empowering you. But now what does it take to do that? You have to believe. You have to believe that God will, if you come back, he'll receive you. And if you do, he will receive you. Why? Because you yeah. believed. Now this is, this is a wonderful thing. Okay, now that's a wonderful that, that, that this condition exists. But see, he's telling you the truth. You, a person, if they if they refuse to listen to God long enough, well, there comes that line of demarcation where God will step back. Now, I, God forbid any of us should ever fall into that condition. Yeah. You know, but see, this is it, it is right to tell people that this condition exists. That's right. It is right because it it, it does exist. And, and we don't want, we want to stay far don't away from that. Don't want to get caught in that condition. Well, I'm going to link. This wasn't. Uh, it's not intended to be just a a uh, teaching about baptism. Right. But let me tell you. Yes. The what Paul said in Romans chapter six about being free from sin, uh -huh. yeah. being a slave of righteousness now, yeah. righteousness and a slave of God. 
That has everything to do with earlier when he says about being buried with him in baptism yeah. and rising to walk in newness of life. Amen. So you can't separate the two. Yes. Amen. I just want to make that point. So as a result of what Jesus did, taking away sin, making peace with God, yes. reconciling us, we become a new person in Christ. Praise Amen. God. Amen. Yes. We don't offer up the members of our body to serve God, to serve sin or to serve Satan. We, instead, we can choose to serve God yes. with our body. Amen. If a person is dead with Christ or dead in Christ, they are dead to sin. Yes. Amen. This means that their spirit is alive to God and they are connected to the life that is Amen. in Christ. They've been given a new nature. They have the Holy Spirit to give them power to resist temptation, and they are no longer a slave to sin. And I can testify that is true. Amen. Amen. Now, there's a uh, bunch of scriptures here. I urge you to read about uh, what the Bible says about being forgiven. Mm-hmm. Under the new covenant that the Lord has made, here's what he said. I will forgive their iniquity. I will remember their sin no more. Jeremiah 31. The Lord himself says, I, even I, am he that blotteth out thy transgressions for mine own sake, and will not remember thy sin. Isaiah 43, 25. It says, our sins are blotted out. Isaiah 44, 22. We are, our sins are pardoned, and our sins are cast into the depths of the sea. Micah 7, 18. We are forgiven. We are washed in the fountain. Zechariah 13, 1. Our sins are removed as far as the east is from the west. Psalm 103, mm-hmm. verse 12. Our sins are cast behind the Lord's back. Yeah. Isaiah 38, 17. We are washed in his own blood. Revelation 1, 5. And speaking of our sins, they shall not be found. Jeremiah 5, 50, verse 20. Mm-hmm. I want to leave you with a caution, though. It's possible mm-hmm. yeah. to return back to sin. Yeah. And uh, that would be uh, horrible condition yeah. yeah. as the scriptures yeah. are put in here yes. 2 Peter 2 talking about a dog returning to his vomit and a pig returning to the wall yeah. Yeah. so uh, in, a, in the Matthew 12 there was a mm-hmm. parable that Jesus told about a house being swept out and cleaned yeah. well he's not talking about a physical house he's talking about the house of our body which right. is a house for the spirit now we have the the uh, unclean spirit is cast out of a person mm-hmm. and the Holy Spirit doesn't come in yeah. well then it will be uh, it says this it'll be, let me just read this yeah. Matthew 12 43 and then if we have comments yeah. Matthew 12 43 through 45 when the unclean spirit has gone out of a man he walketh through dry places seeking mm-hmm. rest and findeth none yeah. then he saith <clears throat> I will return unto my house from whence I came out, and when he has come out, he findeth empty, swept, and garnished. Mm-hmm. Then goeth he and taketh with him seven other spirits more wicked than himself, yeah. and they enter in and dwell there, and the last state of that man is yeah. worse than the first. Mm-hmm. Even so shall it be also unto this wicked generation. Mm-hmm. Let's tell you, if you walk after the Spirit, you will not, not fulfill the evil yeah, desires man. of the flesh. Right. And so I urge you to stick as close to Christ as you can. And the, yeah. keep your faith in Him and be obedient to Him. Amen. And rejoice 
Yes. That we have forgiveness of sins. That's that's what the gospel is all about, the new covenant. Do you have any comments? Brother Justin. Now, godly living isn't about abstaining. It's about obtaining. Yeah. Yeah. And the, a lot of people that are on the outside will think that it's about abstaining because it, it directly affects the things that they love. Mm-hmm. They'll say things like, well, you don't, you don't do this, you don't do that, you don't, and they list off all the things they do, and then they say, well, you, you, you just don't do anything, do you? <laughs> but it's about it. It's a, it's a new and living way. Yes, it is. It's an obtaining. obtaining. It is a new and living way. You, you don't de- even desire to do those things anymore, but yeah. they don't have one more thought uh, our salvation is by faith yeah. well, we did discuss baptism but if, if a person says well uh, I was obedient to Christ in baptism and now that's the last time they were ever obedient to God then I really doubt that they were obedient to God in baptism yeah. brother, Just, uh, brother Given told about his uh, father who Evidently, was uh, raising cattle, or he knew somebody who was raising cattle, and they would get uh, ticks and insects on the cattle. So they'd take them with a hoist and dip the cows into a into a tank full of kerosene to get the ticks off. And he said, "Well, uh, some people, when they were baptized, it didn't have any effect because they were just dunked, just like a cow getting dunked in the dunk tank." But I'll testify that it is uh, that you can have your sins forgiven. Amen. Yeah. Any more comments? Thank you for the feedback and the. Thank you, brother. All right. Thank you. Okay. Um, How is Sister Jo doing, Brother Stacy? She's. Um, He's having a very good time. Well, he's doing better. Uh-huh. They, the, the last he heard, unless I could make other arrangements, mm-hmm. he's not going to get to come home until the 19th. Okay. So mm-hmm. we'll see if we can persuade somebody or not. Yeah. yeah I wanted to make this announcement because we, I don't know if we did it in the assembly, but the men's ladies' meeting will be March 21st here at the building and um, Brother Justin sits the time will be hosting. Brother Justin will be teaching the lesson. So. You can attend that one. Okay. The 20, I think <laughs> it's a 21st. It's a Thursday ladies' meeting. It's a Thursday. It's a joint. Yeah. Yeah. Are the ladies' meeting? 21st. Yeah, yeah, right. 21st. Everybody comes. That's right. It's a yeah, joint well, meeting. Well, it's because, we, you know, we, we, it's small crowd. Yeah, and it's, it's better to have, have unity. Have us all come together. So this is good. I, and then you've been so profitable. Last time, Brother David taught, didn't you, Brother David? Yeah, you did the last men's lesson. Yeah. And, uh, and it was very, very good. Really good. So this time, uh, uh, Justin's going to teach. He's going to be here again. So it's a meeting. How about no Jew, Gentile, male, or female? Well, okay. well, we could say that when, uh, men and women are, aren't allowed to brother. Brother, brother. And of course, you have to understand the scriptures really even understand that, right? It sounds really like, strange. Well, we'll go ahead and, and uh, pray. Okay.
right. And uh, are, are there any things that someone uh, feels is pressing, would like to have the fellowship join together with them in these prayers? I have some uh, friends that are concerned about uh, family members who are not saved. And uh, friends who are worried about loved ones who are getting ready to die. Okay, I think and, uh, everybody can. Um, a lot of people can relate to that. Yeah, so we can uh, we can all put names and faces to that. Mm-hmm. All right, um, brother Justin. I think that um, this this, this uh, thing that brother David's going through with the boys and. Mm-hmm. Their father and sister Linda, I think we need to pray this thing away. Yes, we do. Mm-hmm. Amen. I think that that's expedient. Mm-hmm. All right, well, if there are none others, um, we do want to remember every time we, we gather together, we want to be able to incorporate and to um, make a connection between the things that we're asking the Lord and the things that he's given us that evening. And so he's given us to consider uh, the new covenant so it would be in order for us to pray generally that the Lord would continue to open up our understanding to the breadth and depth of the new covenant to show us more in his word about um, the salvation that he's brought in Christ Jesus is very large. Yes. Very large. Amen. And that he would that he would uh, mature us in our understanding in this and so that we can we can apprehend the power of it and the stability of it. So all right, again, uh, the God gives us loved ones for a reason. He didn't make us islands to ourselves. Yeah. Yes. And yeah. so we all have family and friends, people we care about deeply, and their circumstance is known to us. And so we bear them on our hearts just so that we can, we can bring them before the Lord. And we do want to uh, come together and ask the Lord to make a quick work of this thing uh, for the, the we're not like un, unmindful of Daniel but he's a grown man and he's, he's having to strive and we pray that it'll come to a good outcome but I know that I really uh, have a burden for brother David and sister Linda mm-hmm. uh, they've been faithful through this whole thing Amen. and are yeah. continuing under great duress a lot of times and for those boys Mm -hmm. uh, for Ayush and and, uh, Lakshman precious little souls and we would not cast them to the the wind, we would ask the Lord's protection. I also want to uh, remember uh, the Miller family Um, not going to say a lot of details but uh, there are things that have happened that may be an answer to our prayers concerning little Allie. Mm-hmm. We want to pray the Lord's continued involvement there Amen. and that he would protect their family in this yes. time so that, uh, so that they come out of it with, uh, to the glory of God. Mm-hmm. 
but we'll go ahead and commit those things to the Lord now for the suggestion we'll start with you, please. Our dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we come before you tonight with one mind, Lord, lifting these things up before your throne. We know that you are a Lord of hosts. Mm -hmm. We know that your hand is not short to save. Lord, we know how you feel about children and those who treat children a certain way. Lord, I pray that you would look upon these two children, the, um, Brother David and Sister Linda's Aish and Loxman, that you would uh, put them in a favorable environment, that you would cause the environment to be favorable for them. Lord, we pray that uh, we pray against any kind of opposition that Brother David is experiencing. We pray as our Brother David prayed that you would break the teeth of his enemies, that you would cause their attack not to be effective in overthrowing their faith. Lord, we ask that you would fight for him like you fought for Israel when you when you took the chariot, the wheels off the Egyptians' chariots. Yeah. Lord, we we also uh, commit the Miller family to you this evening. We ask that you would continue to strengthen their faith that in uh, this situation that they're in and with Brother David and Sister Linda as well, that you would uh, that you would refine them through these experiences that they're going through. That that uh, that, it, that things would be produced in their lives that would be of an eternal benefit and a benefit to the other brethren as well. Lord, we're thankful for the, this lesson that we've heard tonight. Help us to have an ever increasing comprehension and definition of what sin is and the depths that you have gone to deliver us from it because we know lord that those who have been forgiven much would love much mm -hmm. we're thankful lord that you've delivered us from the power of darkness and have translated us into the kingdom of your dear son lord we love you help us to walk worthy of our calling and help us to keep our eye on the prize and we ask this in jesus name we pray amen, amen.
Father, we come to you tonight with thanksgiving, thanking you for giving us uh, the words tonight, Lord, that as we ponder them, we are edified and looking forward to serving you with, with uh, renewed strength now. Father, we ask, Lord, for Brother David, that um, you would uh, bless him. We know, Father, that he has uh, labored much in um, the kingdom and labored uh, in Brother Daniel, or, or in Daniel. Father, yes. we, we want you to, to, to look upon Brother David, yes. look upon his faith. And Father, we know that he's, he's given Daniel much, and he's uh, uh, mm -hmm. given him your words. Yes. He's told him the truth about Christ and what he's done. Father, we ask, Lord, that the Holy Spirit would convict him of sin, of righteousness, and judgment to come. Yes. Father, that, Lord, that you would um, open his heart. Father, we know, Lord, that it, it, salvation is in your hands. And, Father, we're asking that you would look upon Brother David and Sister Linda's faith. And, Father, for their sake, you would give him to repent. And, Father, we know that this is possible. Father, that you healed the paralytic because of the men's faith that lowered them into the building. So, Father, we're asking that you would do this. For Brother David and Sister Linda tonight. Yeah. And Father, that Lord, that a, a turn, a change would happen because you you opened his heart. Father, we know you can do this, and we thank you for your word. In, in your son's name, amen. Amen. amen.
devastated, and so she said. Mm -hmm. I asked her brother Sid to be with give him continuance. Mm -hmm. And Sister Joan is not here, and you will protect him. Mm -hmm. And I asked for Sister Joan that you would bring her back safely to us. to present 
as an impenetrable hedge around Sister Allie. Yes. We pray for strength for her, her parents. Mm -hmm. And Lord, we pray for you to guide them as they walk by faith and not by sight. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Our gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you for sending us your Son, who saved us from hell and washed our sins away. We thank you for calling us to you and giving us your word. We also pray for Sister Allie and that you would comfort her and let her know that you control all. We pray for Brother David as well and Sister Linda, that you would strengthen them and deliver them from this trial. In Jesus' name. Amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you tonight for uh, gathering us together, for allowing us to do this, Lord, for giving us the strength and making us making it a safe uh, a safe meeting for us, Lord. Yes. Lord, and we thank you for uh, the Brother David's labors. We thank you for his edifying words. Lord, we we just thank you for uh, how, how we've been reminded of what Jesus has brought to us, Lord. And it's it's difficult for us with our limited vocabulary to to say the right words, Lord. That it would show our, our, our gratitude and our thanks, Lord. So we we desire to be living sacrifices and live our lives unto you, Lord. We thank you for your son, Jesus Christ, and his obedience to you, Lord, so that we could be freed from sin and be made fit to stand before you on that great day when your son comes for his bride. Lord, we pray for Brother Daniel. We would... Uh, we would ask that you send your Holy Spirit upon him. We would ask that you would um, make his heart tender toward you. Yes. We would ask, Lord, that you would give for him to believe that he might repent of his sins, even that he might be baptized, Lord, and be risen to walk in newness of life. Yes. So, Lord, we pray for David. And after that fashion, we also pray for David and Linda. We pray for... Uh, your strength to be with them. Uh, we thank you for uh, Brother David's love of the truth. We thank you for your true, uh, your faith that is in Brother David. And because of these things, Lord, we, we trust that you will do the right thing for his grandchildren and for uh, Daniel. So, Lord, we ask that you would not forget these two small uh, grandchildren, mm -hmm. that you would uh, grant them mercy, Lord, that they would be uh, protected from the evil one, that yes. they would be uh, in a safe place. Lord, we just ask for strength and comfort and peace in Brother David and Linda's life. We love you, Lord. We desire always to please you in all we say and do. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for Jesus Christ, your Son. And thank you that he did take sin away and has made it possible for us to have peace with you and thank you that because of being in Christ we can have our sins gone mm -hmm. and not even just the sins gone but now power not to sin in the future so Lord we ask that you would give us strength from your spirit to resist temptation and not give in but Lord help us to be quick to, to follow you and we ask for strength to subdue the works of the flesh that want to come out of us. So Lord, we ask that we just claim the promise in the scripture 
that sin will not have dominion over us. So Lord, I pray that for all of us, and I thank you that you've made it possible that we can not sin. And Lord, I thank you for having mercy when we were in sin and dead to you and making us alive. Thank you for your mercy, which you showed in. So Lord, I'm asking that for my son, Daniel. Lord, I have other friends that have family members that are not saved. So Lord, we ask that you would also show mercy on them. Amen. And Lord, I pray that you would make it possible for Linda to be here. Mm-hmm. Lord, we ask for a breakthrough. I've been asking in faith. And Lord, I just ask for mm-hmm. you to do the right thing and make it possible that we could, Linda and myself, be here and the grandbabies. Mm-hmm. And I pray that Daniel would be saved. Lord, I pray for the Millers that you will bring them back with us and I pray that you will be working in their life and in their children for your glory. Lord, we give you all the credit for anything good. We thank you that you did have mercy on us. Just thanking you for the forgiveness of sins we have through Jesus Christ. In his name we pray. Amen. Amen. Father, we we do lift up Brother David's family as a, my understanding is is accurate that he has those in his in his family that may be at end of life and Lord that there there is a concern uh, born of love for their salvation we pray Lord that you would you would act swiftly and with great power through your Holy Spirit to convict and to give life that only Christ Jesus can give. And that whatever words have been sown in their lives that are of truth would bear fruit. And bear fruit is unto you. Lord, we do lift up uh, Daniel. And Lord, even as Brother Bob tonight testified that while he was still yet a sinner, Mm -hmm. that a sister greeted him in a way that that was a, a hope of peace mm-hmm. and was a message of peace by calling him brother even before mm-hmm. he was a brother in Christ. Mm-hmm. And as Brother Bob prayed tonight, he called Daniel brother. Mm-hmm. And Lord, I pray that this would be a, a sign and testimony that Daniel will indeed be convicted of your Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Father, I pray that you would and that you would cleanse his conscience, that you would, you would take away the callous, that he would, he would be able to feel in that your message of hope through Christ Jesus would ring true. Lord, we thank you that with, with you there is nothing that is impossible. Amen. And then we confess this is impossible with man, but it is not with you. So Lord, if whatever mercy there is to be given yes we pray that you would lavish it upon him yes and that you would save him amen Amen. we also pray that you would protect these innocent children these Mm -hmm. innocent lives that are vulnerable you have tender heart toward children and lord we pray that in your mercy you you would guide and protect them thank you for the time they've had with their grandparents Mm -hmm. and for the the love and truth they're receiving there Lord, because of the message we've heard tonight, we can say that because we have received your eternal gift 
through Christ Jesus our Lord, that is life, we say, how shall we that are dead to sin live any longer therein? Amen. We confess and pray these things in the name of Christ. Amen. 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 Our Holy Father in heaven, we delight in thy word, and we thank you for the truth that you have allowed us to see in your word. We pray, Father, for grace and for faith that we may continue to look into your word and behold the riches of the glory of this salvation and of our, sal our, our Savior who has wrought it. Father, that, that we might comprehend it and that all saints together here, not just here in this smaller assembly, but in the greater body of Christ yet on the earth, that we would increase in knowledge and in faith and in hope and in love, and that your name would be uh, made manifest in all of your children. Father, we have asked these things, they're large things that we have asked. We've asked for the souls of men. Yes. And we've asked specifically for two families, the Millers and uh, Brother David and Sister Linda and Daniel, mm -hmm. and for Ayusha and Lakshman. Father, you have um, you have given us a love for these little boys mm -hmm. and for our brethren that you've given to us, and so our hearts are are fixed on this, that, that they should see good in the land of the living. Mm -hmm. Father, that they would know your power and your peace during this time while you're, you're working all things to their good. Father, I pray that we would be strong in hope and that uh, we would very soon see a conclusion to the matter. Amen. I pray, Lord, yes. that that you would cut Daniel off from the things that are hindering him. Yes. yes. Mm -hmm. I pray that he would cast away his idol. Yes. yes. I pray that he would sever relations mm -hmm. that would would hinder him mm -hmm. from knowing and coming to the truth as yes. it is in Jesus. Amen. I pray that you would deliver him, Lord, from these things. We know that they can be strong things. Mm -hmm. They don't give up easily those that yeah. they've entangled. But Father, you can cut them away for them. Amen. And that he would be able to hear your voice mm -hmm. calling him to yourself. Mm -hmm. Father, we pray for the Millers. They have long been in times of, of uh, unrest and, and attack. Mm -hmm. I pray, Lord, that you would give Brother Levi and Sister Katie together a clear uh, vision of your will. I pray that you would give them grace to be helpers of one another's faith. Amen. Yes, amen. I pray, Lord, that you would deliver them individually of any hindrances and that together you would bless their union. Yes. I pray that you would bless it to one another, that you would bless it to everyone who knows them, amen. that they would be an example of those who are strong in the faith and steadfast and unmovable. Mm -hmm. yes. We pray for 
Sister Allie. And Father, I pray for your deliverance for her also. We know, Father, that you desire good for your children. And so we ask that we would see that good uh, in a very, very short time. Mm -hmm. And Father, we ask for a safe journey for Sister Jo. Mm -hmm. We thank you for the blessing of brethren of like precious faith. Yes. Mm -hmm. Help us, Father, to guard our hearts and to protect it fervently, to cherish your fellowship with us as we gather together. And now, Lord, do we commit these things unto thee in the name of thy Son, Christ Jesus, with thanksgiving. Amen. 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 Amen.